How's it going? Yo. What up, dude? What's up? Oh. Whoa. All right. So I screwed it up last time. You screwed it up this it time. It wasn't over. <laughs> it wasn't over. My fault. You know, the, the, the audience will just have to deal with that one. Thanks, Jay. It's the Mounds flavored whiskey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's an inside joke. We're drinking a beer tonight that tastes like somebody took a Mounds bar and dipped it into a bottle of Jack Daniels and left it there for about a month. So, so if we good. sound like we've been eating cigarettes all night, yes, that's why. <laughs> so, welcome back, Epi- episode eight of the Lost Joystick Network. Do not read the notes; they are inaccurate. This is episode, no, it is nine. Motherfucker, <laughs> got one job to do. God, you know I probably should do this over. I feel like I'm going to start over. No, we're not. We're just no, keep going. We're good Great. with this. This is it. Yeah. This is the this is what we want the people to think of us. Yep. And they already think worse anyway. Yeah, they anyway, so yes, episode nine of the Lost Joystick Network. I am your host, Mike, joined with my co-host Jay. Jay, say hello. Yo. And <laughs> we have we have a special guest in the studio tonight. You go ahead and introduce him, Jay. God damn it, I forgot his name already. <laughs> no, we have uh, our special guest tonight is from the owner of Retro Replayed. Yeah. And his name is Kyle Mojito. It's not really Mojito, but I'm going to screw it up. Kyle, I'm going to have you say your name. Waitoko. Waitoko. Yeah, so Kyle Waitoko. Kyle is the owner of Retro Replayed. It is a retro game store here in Flint, uh, down on Saginaw Street. He actually left Namco to start working here. More like Nam No. <laughs> we need to, like, that cr- laugh was I need terrible. crickets in there. Like, away. I'm going to stick some crickets in there or something. <laughs> but yeah, so... So Kyle has so graciously agreed to to join us. Um, Kyle and I are good friends. He uh, recently purchased the the store. It had been there for quite a few years, and Kyle took over ownership of it in August, uh, September. September. Okay, I couldn't remember. It's close. And episode eight, episode nine, September, <laughs> August, whatever. Look, it's so fact. Horseshoes and hand grenades, buddy. <laughs> it's close enough. Kyle's, uh, like I said, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I do a good amount of business with him, and I also help uh, him to, you know, fix, repair, refer. I gave you some Game Boys today, and uh, we fixed up a Spice Orange uh, OEM GameCube controller. It looked nice and shiny. Nice and spicy. Yeah, don't let Brian near it. He'll he'll take it for sure. So, our friend Brian. But, but yeah, so, uh, Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um. That's great. Thanks, Kyle. Anyway, Jay, how are you? I'm fantastic. All right, good, good. Drinking dead weight over here, man. Bourbon soaked mounds. So yeah, I'm great. Man, it actually sounds really good. It's as good as it sounds. No, go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry. I'm pl- <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Well, I've been uh, playing video games since I was a small boy. Yep. And uh, so, like, you know, since like, like 2003. Like, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Kyle's in his mid 20s, by the way. So, yep, yep. Yep. And All right. And then, uh, well, that, that's it. That's all you got. Nothing else. So tell me a little bit about like you started playing when you were younger. Yes. I know. I'll let you tell the people your favorite console, which I do know, but please go ahead. My favorite console is the Nintendo GameCube. It was the first one that I was gifted as a go ahead kid. Yep. For like the, my sixth Christmas or something. Yep. I've loved it ever since. That's awfully ironic that you happen to be here on the episode nine. Of the Lost Joystick Network podcast. Because? We're actually doing a game from the GameCube. What are the odds? Yeah. Huh. One in one? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> but, uh, Sorry, Kyle. Go ahead. No, that's funny. <laughs> I think one of the funny things I remember when you, you you were in the process of taking over the store and you had the uh, the Pokemon, or Pokemon, Pokemon, sorry, old people. We say Pokemans. Pokemon. 
Well, I don't say Pokemans. It's Pokemon, but I like to say Pokemon because Pokemon sounds like I know what I'm talking about, and I'm too old for that. So nobody would believe it. You also say gyro and vaginas. Gyro. Chicken vaginas. Um, But uh, I remember you were like, there there was a uh, Pokemon XD GameCube, and you're like, can't have that. Yeah. As soon as I signed the paperwork, that's mine. It's the first thing that's going home with me. <laughs> so, yeah, big uh, big Pokemon fan as oh, well. Yes. Um, so let's like talk, let's talk about that a little bit. You have a favorite Pokemon game. What is, is your favorite Pokemon Coliseum? That's also on the GameCube. Of course, it's one of the most frustrating games I've ever played, <laughs> but is one of the most rewarding when you beat it. Cool, that's very good. And then, what is Pokemon Coliseum? Like, I know Pokemon or uh, Stadium, right? Or what is it? Um, God, For the Nintendo 64, it was yeah. Pokemon Stadium and Stadium 2. In Stadium 2. Uh, but, like, what is Coliseum and what, like, what gen of Pokemon would you see in it? It's, um... I never played it. So it came out around the same time as when Gen 3 came out on the Game Boy Advance. Okay. And it was the... And it uh, has a bunch of Gen 2 Pokemon in it. And the whole point of it was that you can catch a lot of the Gen 2 Pokemon and then you can migrate them to your Game Boy Advance game as long as you had the Game Boy Player. Right. They always had some and way to, like, like, some conduit to go. for a while, that was yeah. the only way you could get those Pokemon in those games. So, do you have a favorite generation? Is Gen 2 your favorite? Like, what would you say? Gen 2 was the first one I played, so I, I'm really nostalgic for that one. Okay. What about you, Jay? Uh, yeah, we'll go with Gen <laughs> 2. Yeah, yeah. I honestly have never, um, I've never really partaken in Pokemon. Pokemon? Poke, Pokemans? Pokemon. I haven't taken in the, in the Pokemans. Um, but no, it's cool. So it's yeah. cool to hear that stuff. Um, and, and it shows kind of how the show is going to go because I'm the one that's going to ask you the dumb shit questions and Mike's going to be the one that actually ones that make you think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you have favorite Pokemon. <laughs> like, I can give you my top six. Get, yeah. G- give me your top eight spaces on my space <laughs> of Pokemon. What are they? So Charizard's number one. Duh. And then Lapras. Duh. Rayquaza. Duh. Umbreon and Espeon. Yeah. Those are gen two. Yes. Right. Okay. Yep. Rayquaza was Gen three. Three. And then yep. Lapras and uh, Charizard one. Gen one, and then Lugia, which yeah. is also Gen two. That's it's the, two. It's a legendary. He has a great taste in Pokemon. Uh, you put Snorlax on the list, and we're we're best Pokemon buddies. Snorlax is really good. It's a fantastic normal type. He's a tank. Yep. It's true. He can I hyper. Agree he'll hyper beam you. Zen headbutt you. I can agree with that. Yeah. I'm he's normal, and then he'll go to sleep. Yep. Exactly. He'll just chill out till you play your flute. Doodaloo. So, all right. Jay, you got any questions for our uh, guest? Yeah, actually, I do. So uh, what what possessed you to buy Retro Replayed? I had been working there for five years. Um, the old owner, Ron, and his son, also Ron, Ron Jr., they taught me everything I know, and I got really passionate about video games and business. And Ron was ready to get out of the business. Yep, Ron was, was kind of over all Ron of it. Ron was a little burnt out and ready to move on, and the opportunity presented itself, and I jumped on it. Nice. Yep. Yep. So uh, I'm glad. You're glad? Uh, definitely. Did you not like Ron Ron? Ron was fine. <laughs> I like Kyle. I don't think Ron's going to listen to our uh, show. So you just you never can. know. Oh, okay. Ron's a great guy. Yeah. We like him. Ronnie's good. Yeah. I don't know. Ron, Ron Jr.'s been a mentor to me, and Pops, man, Ron's been like a second father. So. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Yeah, it's Ron Ron. We're yeah. going to go with Ron Ron. Ron Ron. Exactly. Anything, you got anything else? Um, no. That's I think it? I'm good. All yeah, right. I think so. How do you like? Well, I guess no. We'll keep going. What the hell? Um, 
So what do you, uh, what do you, what, I mean, do you, are you loving it still? Is oh, it yes. one of those things you're like, oh my God, I bought a business and oh, yeah, I'm working myself to death now? I am working myself to death, but I'm also still in the honeymoon phase with it. Like awesome. I still, I, yeah. I enjoy going to work every day. You can't beat that. Trust me. The older you get, it's like, oh, I don't have to get up and hate my shitty job. So no, believe me, it has its moments, but it also has a lot of rewarding moments too. So yeah. awesome. Yep. Cool. Okay, that's really all I have. That's it? I, I don't I don't I don't really care about anything else. I'm trying to think of other questions I should ask you. I don't know. Yeah, you. I don't have anything else. I don't know. What's your favorite Pokemon? Boy. Ooh. Oh man, put me on the spot. Um Top six, go. <laughs> geez Louise. Go. I, I mean I can't even name six Pokemons. Go. Yes, sir. <laughs> I would say you can put Lugia, Rayquaza. Snorlax, Lapras, Charizard, Kyogre. He's just copying mine. Pretty much. But they but we like a lot of the same ones. I like Kyogre. Kyogre's uh, really cool. Kyogre's cool. Uh Raikou. I like him a lot. You know, the beast, the the, the lightning beast there. And yeah, he's uh, one of the three legendary hamsters. How yes. Legendary dogs. Dogs. They're not dogs. How can they be dogs? They're, they, they look like dogs. What do you they're, mean? They're saber toothed tigers. Like the cat. He's a dog. He's allegedly. Beast. But anyway, hamsters. Um, I'm trying to think of some other favorites. Uh, Machamp, I like Machamp a lot. Machamp's pretty cool. Just because in in Pokemon Go, he's super useful. Um, what's the guy's name? The um, Conkleder, the fighting type that looks like a chipmunk that grows up with the big like eye beam. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. You know who I, I'm not gonna is? lie. I quit playing. Yeah, right. Before. Well, never mind. I only know because of Pokemon Go. So anyway, yeah. So that's 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 the Pokemon update. Uh, brought to you by the Wizards of the West Coast, uh, or whoever makes the games. I forget. It's Nintendo now. Whatever. Who cares? The Pokemon Company. Yeah, sure. Why not? Whoever they bought it from is who I was making the joke of, but it it fell flat. Even even from here, I can tell that. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, anything else for Kyle before we get into our uh, collecting segment? No, I'm good. I'm actually scrolling through now, looking at Pokemon characters. Oh, well, po- what's your Pokemon, favorite Pokemon? Uh, I don't. I think the Mewtwo dude's pretty cool. Fartizard? And Fartizard, yeah. That's not a... Re- I made that up. Yeah. Po- I poser. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm kind of scrolling through. Most of it's like people. Like, it, I have, I think I did the wrong search. But either way. Pokemon so, yeah, let's go, new, let's go to new stuff. What, what you got, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. So, we're going to we're gonna introduce our new uh, collecting segment. Oh, yeah. yeah yet so. to be named. How's it going? Good. So that's where we need to come up with a name. So yeah, we'll for, probably, the, for the segment, we'll call it Jay's Birthday Collection. Oh, we will for tonight. Um, so we're actually we're retaking this segment right now. Yeah. Uh, because we actually had something kind of cool happen. Um, I'm gonna interrupt real quick, and it's the floor's mine. So no, please go. I'm not a big birthday person, but today's my birthday. Happy and, birthday, Jay! Uh, thank you. Um, Mike actually did something pretty cool for me. So I'm a huge, uh, I'm an old school punk rock kid, uh, rock and roll guy. And I love the band Orange Nine Millimeter. If you don't know who they are, I would recommend checking them out. Um, the lead singer of the band, his name's Chaka Malik. Um, very talented gentleman. Um, he actually has his own, his own solo project. He does too called 
Ghost Decibels currently. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in a hardcore band called Burn, mm-hmm. another good band. Uh, Mike actually reached out to him via Instagram and asked if he would contact me on my birthday. Um, so in the midst of doing the <laughs> this section, or the, the, our segment here with uh, collecting updates, uh, Chaka actually called me on my cell phone. So, yep. um, so now we got his number. We can call him back and be like, we're trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> 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 Who is this? Why are you calling me from Michigan? Is this Jay? No, it's no, the guy it's about your extended warranty for your car. G- Jim. But no, it was just, it was kind of wild having a, a phone call from him. I'm a, I've been a huge fan of his. Um, I've done stuff in the past with musicians that are somewhat famous, but it's always been working with them, so yes. it's never been like a big deal. Um, not going to lie, I totally fanboyed on him and uh, acted it was like great. a dope, but it was pretty no, cool just to hear cool. from him. So That was really cool. Um, but Let yeah, it. so we're actually redoing this segment because I screwed it up. Yeah, kinda. so which Orange 9 millimeter records did you buy? None. Oh, yeah, exactly none. So. Who's the super fan now? Oh well, I actually have <laughs> uh, the orange nine millimeter, and I have a uh, copy of the reissue of Tragic coming. It's true, but you bought me that, you bought me that too. Happy so birthday! Really <laughs> All the way from Europe. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, I forget Third Person Records or something like that was the name of the label that did the reissue. So yeah, I think that's right. Still available if you're interested in uh, digging. If you dig on Orange Nine, or if you want to check them out, it's great, great band. I love them, and thanks to you, I know who they are. Yep. 25 years later. So, well, thank you for getting me that gift. Cool <laughs> I gift, can't so. believe he fucking called us. <laughs> we uh, called you, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I'm still beat red right now from the yeah, shoulders up. Uh, yeah, just from excitement. So, the phone rang and you look at it and you're like, mm. And then you answer and you like, look at me like, ooh, and you point at my the phone like, <laughs> like, I'm like, it's him. He did it. So, thank you, Shaka Malik. So, no, that was awesome. Hopefully he'll listen to the podcast. Yeah, we told him about he it. He asked uh, what we were doing, and I told him we were recording the podcast. He's so. got a, th- a few so thousand followers, it, man. So. And he's got a... Promote it. He's got a couple podcasts himself, so if you ever get a chance yeah, to listen to Yeah, I, I did see that. So, so yeah. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Good but guy. Back to uh, back to the collecting... Back to life. Back to the collection corner. Back to reality. Ooh, collection corner. Mm, yes. We need, like, wind chimes with that. Collecting corner. Or, like, a xylophone sound. Oh, yeah, I can come up Welcome with something. To collection I can whip something up. I already like the theme, but we could throw it in there. Yeah. For every, th- every time we get something, we can be like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. But mm. like, almost like. Uh, yeah, but cooler. But not that. I mean, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Any tone from Zelda is cool. Yes. But, but yeah, so what'd you get? What'd you get new? What you got? You don't even want to talk about your stuff anymore. Because remember, we started with you. Oh, yeah, we were talking about records. I already forgot because all yeah, I care okay. about now is I talk to us. Yeah. So, so I do, uh, yeah, whatever. It's kind of hard to get back into the uh, mode here. It definitely here. is. So, I'm, I'm, oh, you do have a correction, though. Yes. Let's go ahead and we'll segue back into the correction. Yeah, yeah, sure. That'll, <laughs> that'll do it. So last episode I talked about, we, we, Jay and I talked about the Nintendo World Championship gold cart and how uh, I mistakenly said you could purchase it. I had conflated that with, I think it was either the Donkey Kong or Star Fox um, competition cart, which you could actually buy. The Nintendo World Championship gold cart was only available as a second prize, if I remember correctly, in a promotion that nintendo power did uh many many years ago so uh anybody that listened and was screaming at their radio about how stupid i am it's true but i did want to at least correct this <laughs> so um all right so with, with that i added to the nes collection i added nobunaga's ambition too. funny story for almost the entirety of my life i called it nobunga's ambition like when I worked at Funko and through my whole life, I always thought it was Nobunga's ambition. What, and is, the, what is the plot of that game? 
it's a strategy game. Like it's like I think it's a grid strategy game where you like have like I don't what's know the, what's on the cover. Uh, this dude would like from like you know I can show you the cover. It's like a uh, Japanese dude, I believe. Oh, okay. Nobunaga, maybe the guy. This guy. Yeah, he looks like a samurai. Yeah, yeah, kinda. yeah, yeah. But the reason I was asking is because what you th- what you say originally was Nobunga. Nobunga. Yeah, that sounds like a Tahitian fella. Yeah, sure, exactly. Or maybe like Samoan, perhaps. Yeah. But no, I I didn't. I don't know, man. I was like 19. So I didn't realize it until I started to, like, I started to collect the set, and I was making a list, and I typed in Nobunga's Ambition, and it's like, that's wrong. And I'm like, and it wanted to autocorrect it to, like, Nobunaga. And I'm like, no, it's Nobunga. And I go back and look, and I'm like, holy shit, it's Nobunaga. (laughs) So probably about a year and a half ago, I realized that I've been saying that uh, wrong for my entire life. So anyway, yeah, picked up Nobunaga's Ambition 2 from eBay. I actually got a good deal on it. I made an offer to a guy who had it up as a best offer. Um, I have basically given up hope on finding any of the carts that I need at this point. As I remove Nobunaga's Ambition, which is a Koei game, like they made Uncharted Waters. They obviously made this in the sequel. This is Nobunaga two, Ambition 2 Electric Nobunaga Blue. No, that didn't work. That was terrible. That was awful. I tried. But, uh, but yeah, so... I've kind of given up the I'm going to find these last four locally kind of thing. It's it's just whatever. So now I'm left with <laughs> I've got four left. I've got three plus stadium events, right? So Pro Sport Hockey, Gun Knack, Power Blade 2. Pro Sport Hockey, I have on its way. I found a guy on Facebook that's in a group that had it for sale, and he is shipping it to me. It's shipped today. I'll have it sometime this week. Gun Knack is, as we talked about in the last episode, my friend in Toronto, well, actually in London, uh, Ontario has it, and he doesn't really ship stuff, so he's just sitting on it waiting until I can get across the border to meet up with him, which is fine, no big deal, Uh, but it's kind of annoying now because I'm like, who knows when that's going to be because they just extended the stay-at-home order for Ontario again, so we'll see. Um, And then you've got Power Blade 2, which is becoming increasingly difficult to find. Uh, I think people are, like, sitting on it and then, like, shill bidding it. I just feel like there's this manipulation of the market going on with that game right now because generally there are some for sale and right now there's none. There's one on eBay that got listed today. The starting bid was $500. This game forever went for like four to 500 bucks. Then one sold for 600 and then the last one sold for 800 And I'm like, come on. There's plenty of these out there. So I've actually got a lead with a couple of people in my groups and Discord and that that I've reached out to that, that may have one for sale for me. So um, but yeah, and then and then stadium events. We talked a little bit on the last episode about my plan. I sent those games into WADA to get graded. They got them on the 8th. They started grading them on the 8th. I'd imagine I'll probably have them in the next couple of weeks. You know, they're backed up pretty well. Um, but uh, that was Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, another Super Mario Brothers with a hang tab, which was kind of in a crummy shape, and then the Mike Tyson's punch out that's really, really nice. So Depending on what kind of grades those things come back with, those are going to be part of the fodder that I use to try and acquire stadium events. And then spoke with a friend of mine down in Bowling Green that has a shop, and I've gotten to know him through collecting. And I stop, like when Connor and I drive to Northern Kentucky, when I take him back to his mother's, we'll stop there from time to time. And he has a graded, sealed Pokemon Silver 9.0 A+. And a 9.4 A plus sold on Heritage Auctions a few weeks ago for like $14,000. So he has a price that he kind of wants for it. And I have a lot of stuff to get rid of. Like I have a lot of consoles, games, 
tons of stuff that I've just been kind of collecting for the last few years that I've just been like, eh, you know, if I if they open up again and we can do shows, I want to have like stock for it or whatever. And then now I'm like, maybe I trade all that to him and get this game and then use it as part because everybody's kind of like we talked about trying to shift out of that like loose like rare market and into like the really nice sealed well-known ip market yeah we were talking about those the graded games in the last episode yep so that's kind of my plan is i'm gonna i reached out to him today to say hey because we had talked about it when i was on the shop and it was his idea and i'm like you know like sometimes some people people say stuff off the cuff and you're like do you really mean that because i will do it you know what i mean like i don't want to bring you like eight thousand dollars worth of like games and you know parts and consoles or whatever that it is that i have and 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 if you don't really want that so i'm gonna wait to see what he has to say they're closed today and we'll we'll see but i might i might be doing that so like i said it's not the market i generally dwell within but i'm just trying to kind of dip my toe in it to kind of pull out what i want you know it's like moving up in the poker stakes and going sitting at like a 10 20 table when you usually play two five like, well, let me let me play a few rounds and see how it goes. You know, like, well, we'll see. So, well, then when that random Nintendo World Championship game pops up. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, yeah, yeah. Throw out the bills on it. Yeah, yeah. no, I'll just toss out the $50,000 or whatever it is to get <laughs> one. Yeah, no, it's that won't happen. Second mortgage. <laughs> let no, me just dump. Way. Yeah, let me refinance the house or or just dump the, you know, retirement savings or whatever. And then I'll just buy this uh, vin- video game. That sounds like a good plan. I think it sounds like a great plan. I, personally, I, I, I laugh, but who knows, man? You never know. Like the the liquidity of those things is a hundred percent. So it's like you ever wanted to sell it, it would never be a problem to get your money back for it. But but anyway, so that's kind of uh, that's kind of it from the uh, collecting perspective today. And uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Like I said, down to four left, but really, it's kind of like down to two left because Pro Sport Hockey's on its way. Gun Neck sitting in Canada. I need to find Power Blade Two. So if anybody's listening, you got a Power Blade Two for sale? Hit me up. I'm in the market. And then. And then it's the big boy. Only if we knew a guy that owned a used video game store. That would be, it seems like that would come in very useful for me. It would. Do you know anybody? Kyle Mojito. Kyle, do you know anybody? Yeah, Kyle. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Mojito, do you, uh, you know anybody? Mojito. So, all right. So now, uh, real quick, the last cool game that I had come in for the NES recently was probably Panic Restaurant. And and that that was was a while ago. That was pre COVID. Yeah, it's it's the whole market is weird now. You just don't see those games come into stores anymore. People don't want to just bring them in and sell them. Like they're either selling them or they're sitting on them or I don't even know. Like they're all in the hands of people who want them, I feel like now, and they're just getting exceedingly difficult to find. Like everybody's kind of at the same point with this collecting thing where they're all trying to get like them the same stuff at the end and it's just become like little Samson is like $1400, but I guarantee you if I asked for $2000 from it from somebody right now, they'd probably give it to me. Just because the the market is nuts and people can't find it, they're just not out there. So it's getting the supply is way underwhelming compared to the demand right now. So if anyone's listening and they want to get rid of their GameCube collection, hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. the 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 uh, the GameCube connoisseur over here, Mister Mojito. Mr. Wasn't that a game? No, that was Mister Mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody from any video game company is listening, they need to make a Mister Mojito. They do. It's like leisure suit Larry. <laughs> yes, but it, but but with like you know, limes. It was a terrible game. Too. I don't know. I, I, All right. So now I've got here. We want to. Uh, so that wraps up the um, collector corner. Collector corner. Um. I'll never do that again. No. So you know. okay. I'm, I'm too late, buddy. Guess what? See that red light? That's a drop now. Collector corner. Uh, yours is better. You can use yours. Bling. 
We need like a little sound effect to go with it. The more you know, the more exactly. you know we're again. Yep, yep. So, all right. Well, it says on here we need to get to know Kyle. What do you think? I think we kind of already did that. Yeah, I think we did. I mean, we can ask him some more questions. We know enough about you. You have apparently allegedly run a video game store, although you're not helping me out. That's not true. He's <laughs> helped me out quite a bit. I hope Wild I've helped him too. It's like baseless. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you have any more questions for Kyle? No. What do you collect, Kyle, besides video games? Pokemon cards. He doesn't or collect po- Pokemon or, or, cards. Or Pokemon. Do you not collect cards? No. No. Nobody does right now. They all just no. buy them, open them, and sell them. Really? Yeah, it's a very toxic market right now. Yeah, it's nuts. Garbage. It's, garbage. it's nuts right now. Garbage. Everything collectible is. I was if you listen to our podcast and you trade or resell Pokemon cards, you're garbage. But hey, thanks for listening to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Please give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> Tell us how we're trash too. Thank you. Go ahead. Just with five stars. Yes, with well, five stars. Obviously, other than video games, I uh, I collect Blu-rays. Yes. Blu-ray movies. You're a big anime guy, too. Super big movie buff. I love anime. Yep. So, like, uh, he loves uh, Cowboy Bebop. I know that. Oh, Ghost yeah. in the Shell. I know Ghost you like that. Ghost in the Shell is a classic. Yep. Cowboy Bebop's fun. I used to like that yeah. when I was a kid. Sure. I'm going to try to get Mike to watch it. I, I got it on the Plex server. I'm going to sit down and watch it when That's I have fun. 26 hours to do it. I should have done it when I got that second COVID shot. I was too busy watching Trailer Park Boys as I faded in and out of consciousness. Go ahead. That one's good. My uh, it's tough. I'm always down for a good shonen like Bleach or Naruto. Right now, uh, My Hero Academia season five just came out, so I'm currently sitting through that. Cool. Good time. Cool. Anything else? Just collect dollars at that <laughs> store. Uh, Movie-wise, I mean, I haven't really been... I kind of dropped out of the collecting at the moment because nothing's really coming out, but I did go see Godzilla vs. Kong in IMAX. Was it good? It was amazing. Oh. First I mean, movie, I, I was like, you know, should I go? Because obviously, you know, COVID's still a thing, but I was like, I'd risk it for Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. I want them to come out with some sort of special Blu-ray where, like, Godzilla's whooping Kong's ass, and, like, that's like a statue. You need that. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. I need to watch that movie. I do too. I really need. Mm, come over and do it this week. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Amy, Amy's missing you. It's like, come on. Where's Jay? Where's he been? What's going on? I like him. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. She's like, bu- listen, over he's, you. he's busy talking to Shaka. Okay, leave him alone. Right. All right. So let's get to the now that we're you know we're a good half an hour plus into the show here. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, let's this get game, to the this topic. Game won't take us that long, yeah. anyways. We're no, good. no, no. Good. The actual topic of today's show. Super Mario Sunshine for the Nintendo GameCube. Ballin'. Not Why really. don't you tell me a little bit about the gameplay and story of Super Mario Sunshine for the Nintendo GameCube, J? I, I gotta tell you? It's on here. I wrote no. I know, but I was just joking. I'm just, I didn't know. I'll read it. Super no, no, Mario Sunshine is a 3D open. Good. No, it's actually a, it's a 3D open world. It's successor to Super Mario 64. On the Nintendo 64. This Which was... is a trash system. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Those are fighting words. Nintendo 64? Yeah. I mean, I, are you... I'm i not attached to it, but I just know that I have a lot of customers that are attached. Yeah, well, Those they're... are fighting words. It's, t- it's not my favorite, but I did have I do have some pretty good memories of some GoldenEye. Look, 10 million people bought NSYNC CDs too, buddy. I mean, like, popularity okay, doesn't mean good. You know what? I was listening to NSYNC while I was playing my Nintendo 64. Well, guess what, dude? It's time to say bye, bye, bye. Get out. Oh, my God. You should get out for that literally one. the worst thing ever. Get worst out. Worst ever. I'm out. Now that he's gone, Kyle, what do you really think of Jay? 
I don't know. He was nice. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's right here. Has, hey, Jay, you're back. All right. I, <laughs> never left. But, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Um, so uh, as far as the game goes, so yeah, it's a 3D open world game. Um, it's successor to, successor to Super Mario 64. Um, it's actually the second uh, 3D game for the Mario franchise. So of course, 64 is the first and then Sunshine was the second. So that's kind of a neat little thing. Um, takes place on Island Del- Isle Delfino which is actually Italian for Dolphin Island. Funny story. And the GameCube was actually, I got all kinds of little fun stuff. That yes, in. in development. So um, when the GameCube was in development, they actually uh, called it Project Dolphin. Do you know what the best emulator for the GameCube is right now? No. It is called Dolphin. Really? Yes. So Didn't if you were going know. to emulate GameCube games, you would use Dolphin. No. The That's processor true. they used also was called Flipper. Yep. So I thought that was kind of neat too. But, um, but yeah, it does. It like takes, a rich tapestry. It is. No, it takes place on uh, Isle Delfino. It's a tropical dolphin-shaped island. Again, I'd prefer if Carlos Delfino was there. That Former be NBA true. player Carlos Delfino. Anybody who know this thing on? No. <laughs> nope. It's not. So, Mike is just... Uh, you don't have to wait on me. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm just I'm in shock with some of the poor humor you have tonight. It's been really bad. It has. Listen. I'm really happy Kyle's here right now. Yeah, because I'm not by myself. <laughs> so, um, but no, uh, it takes it does it takes place on a dolphin shaped island. So basically, the synopsis to the game. Um, am I allowed to go into that? Do whatever you want. So the synopsis. It's to your the game, show now. I'm just here with the bad jokes. Uh, oh God, then I definitely need to keep talking. Um, no, uh, basically the whole synopsis of this game is Princess Peach, Mario, and Toadsworth, uh, and a bunch of other Toadstool people. Were I don't want to like the mole people. Yeah, no, not the mole people. The toad people. Um, they were actually going to Isle Delfino for a vacation. Yeah, when he they sees landed. an ad. He's like, "Ooh, that looks good. We yeah. should go there. That so, looks dope." So they flew there, and when they landed, there's graffiti all over the place, or they call it graffiti, but it looks like sludge or rainbow colored sludge. And uh, Mario gets blamed for it because it's done by a gentleman named Shadow Mario, who will explain who that is later. Um, but he does it with a magic paintbrush um, created by Professor E. Gad. Professor E. Gad. Yeah, Professor E. Gad, um, who also created um, the machine to help Mario combat the graffiti, which is the FLUD, which stands for the Flash Liquidizing Ultra Dousing Device. Um, it does come with two different nozzles. So the is two it just nozzles. Two? Uh, in the beginning, it's two nozzles. Oh, say, because Kyle, Kyle, this is this is Kyle territory here, man. We're getting into Kyle's. Knowledge. Oh well, then if we're going to throw the flood out, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm going to let Kyle take the floor on this one. Yeah. So it, 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 we get two nozzles. Am to I correct start. there, Kyle? Yes. We start with the spray nozzle and the hover nozzle, and later on in the game, you unlock the propulsion nozzle and the rocket nozzle. That, the rocket nozzle, huh? Yeah. That sounds like exactly what you think it does. Sounds like some sort of magic wand or something. But it's a nozzle. Neat. It makes you go up, up, and away. Mm. Not me, though. (laughs) I'm not into it. You're not into it? No. Why not? Go ahead. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. So the point of the game, of course, is to go through and get rid of the graffiti. 
Um, yeah. But you're basically running around cleaning up all this shit that this dickhead yeah, you have a water pump left everywhere. And you, got, you got blamed for. Yeah. Yes. Like you it was like, fancy talking water backpack. Yeah. What is it? It's the Shawshank Redemption of the Mario series, and that basically he was convicted of a crime he did not commit, and then has to pay the toll. So he's kind of like Andrew Dufresne. Yeah, except he's cleaning up the shit instead of crawling through it. Yeah. How many miles of that? <laughs> I don't it was know. It's like two miles or something. Like that it was a, it was pretty far. It doesn't sound like it's that far, but to crawl through it, that's pretty far. Man. I don't know. I, I still stick to this day, so we're jumping in the Shawshank now because that's on our le- on on the comment here. But I still to this day, I don't understand how you go through that many miles of shit and you just take a bath in a river for thirty seconds with a bar of soap from the fifties, and you're clean as can be. It's ivory soap. But you would think walking into the next town, you'd be like, man. Why all of a sudden does it smell like shit? <laughs> no, not so it's super wet shit. Yeah, cool. Yeah, crickets. I mean after crickets. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> I feel like he's gonna rely on that button a lot. Yeah, especially might, you guys. I'm surprised around. he hasn't yet with all the bad jokes he's had. Yeah, Bothered yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Thank you. So. Yeah, I'll try and write some good ones. The Shawshank one was okay. It's the truth. It is. It really is. So. Go ahead. I do agree with that. So, all right. Tear um, apart, tear but yeah, apart basically, notes. you just have to go through, and you have uh, the the main point of the game is cleaning up the graffiti. Um, that's what the populace of the uh, the island wants you to do. So, I'm probably going to pronounce these people wrong. Um, the people are the Panitas and the Nokis. I don't know if I'm. Kyle's just shaking his head. I don't know. So I don't know. We'll just go with that. If you're if you're at home listening to this and you think I'm an idiot, just I mean that should that should have happened with the first pot I was on last week. So true. Um, But no, that uh, the populace you know blame him. They want him to clean it up. Uh, Part of the reasoning to clean it up is to recover the sunshine sprites, which basically give the populace of the islands their power. Um, so that's part of what he does through the game. There's a hundred and twenty. That is correct. One hundred and twenty to get. Um, you can beat the game without collecting a full one twenty. You need sixty. But is it sixty? Yep. You need half. Um, but you get a different. Of course, you get an alternate ending if you collect yes. all. And there's yep, and there's a little few Easter eggs if you get them all. And there's what different like with speed running. There's different categories. There's like the sixty sh- shine sprites. There's the ninety six shine sprites. There's the hundred and twenty. You know. So yeah. yeah. Um, gotta grab my notes here and see what else I've got. So, you got uh, anything to add about the gameplay or story, Kyle? The gameplay? Yeah. I mean, the game it controls like a dream up until uh, you're on the mud boats in uh, Noiki Bay or at the end of the game in Corona Mountain, and then it's a complete nightmare because you're trying to go one way and the game's telling you to go another. And at the end of the game, if you crash at all, you instantly die. So that's fun. That doesn't, that doesn't sound fun at all. Doesn't sound no, it's, fun. It's extremely frustrating. So no, the, I I agree. The controls are pretty good. Um, I was pretty impressed with that. I never, I honestly, I never played it on the GameCube. So for the GameCube, the controls are inverted, and then for the Switch, which is what I played it on to replay it, they're actually not inverted anymore. So that kind of threw me for a loop there for a second. So that didn't throw me off because, of course, I played it. I've right. Never, I never played it on the GameCube. I just played it on the Switch. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about the background and development of this game. Who was this game developed by, Jay? Uh, it was developed by Nintendo, um, EAD, so Entertainment Analysis and Development. And then uh, co-director was... Yoshiaki Koizumi. Yes. 
Yes, this was his first lead role after 10 years of uh, his apprenticeship uh, being called Miyamoto's protege. So, like, he worked on, like, you go look at the list of games that this guy worked on for those 10 years. It was, like, Zelda Link to the Past, Mario Kart, you know, Mario Galaxy for the Wii, Majora's Mask 3D, all that stuff. Like, this guy, these are your, these are the big hitters, right? These are the guys who are involved in all of the, you know, they, they are the ones trusted with the first-party IPs, right? Like, oh, you're going to do design, you know, for the new Zelda game. Oh, oh, okay, cool then. <laughs> like, no problem. But yeah, uh, Kenta Yusui, I would assume so you say that. He was co-director. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, I think we all know, has been mentioned a number of times on this show, co-producer. Uh, Takashi uh, Tezuka, also uh quite popular on the show has been mentioned a number of times Mikado Wada was the writer Koji Kondo who is the king of chip tunes uh, like one of the greatest composers of all time for video games uh, did the Metroid you know that stuff like he's just a phenomenal uh, talented uh, artist so and then Shinobu Tanaka she also contributed to the score which she's had a couple okay things yeah just a couple nothing, yeah nothing no major. nothing you've ever heard of we're not gonna write home about it no or even on the notes <laughs> So when was this game first shown, Kyle? This game was first shown at Nintendo Space World of 2001. I don't even know what Nintendo Space World is. Like I, don't I was, know, but it sounds cool. It sounds like something that should be for like NASA or astronauts. Yeah, or something that doesn't have to do with video games. Why didn't they come out with Mario Galaxy when they were at Nintendo Space World? They just missed opportunities. Man, they're really not thinking. Anyway. And then, and then it was uh, they showed it at E three two thousand two. So I heard they're going to do E three this year. They're going to do it as a digital only event, like online, yeah. right? But then, like people are like, who cares anymore about E three? Not to get on a tangent, but like E three used to be this platform for like developers to talk about their stuff or or companies or like Nintendo would do their announcements. But nowadays, you don't need that. You have your own platform, Nintendo Direct, or you know uh, all that stuff is like, why well, have it? Like they still go and participate, but like E threes. Just seems uh, kind of redundant. Functionality now. seems to have been, you know, marginalized. I'm not interested in E3. I'll just keep reading my Nintendo Power to find out what's yeah, going on. Yeah, no, that's cool. Let me know. Hey, I heard there's a contest where you can win a Nintendo World Championship Gold Cart. Oh, I actually just filled that out and sent it in. Oh, we'll see cool. what I get. Good luck. Maybe I hope I'll you get, get it. And if you do, I might have to choke you to death. <laughs> um, anyway, this was the first first party Nintendo game released after uh, Satoru Iwata succeeded Hiroshi Mauchi as uh, the president of Nintendo. So. Yamachi was the person that was the, the the president during the NES and Super Nintendo and all that stuff, and just one of the one of the most like I don't know in, that guy has some of the biggest impact on the market ever. So like if you go look at what he you know what he did and how he did it. So anyway, interesting to me. Uh, yeah, the dev team visited Italy and France as part of their research for the game, which I could certainly tell. Oh yeah, right. Like you can absolutely tell, like all the um, the villas, how things are modeled, how things were designed, all that stuff is definitely it radiates through all the, the way game. Down to the music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, that was some of the things I was reading through as well when I was kind of doing some of the research on this. Is they did a lot of that, and they actually this was one of the first games they really spoke to Mario's Italian background. And what? They never really talked about Mario is Italian. Yes, him and him and Luigi. Luigi's best boy. Yep. But yeah, it was kind of neat. Just because I it was neat that they you know, they went they went to Italy and France to actually research the game and then they plugged in some of his stuff. And then it cool. worked. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it worked. Sorry. So Delfino was choice 
We talked about this a little bit, but why? yeah, Delfino I kind of I jump all over the place. We actually have notes. It's the but. island name as Delfino in the Italian translation of the GameCube's development code name Dolphin. Dun dun which, dun. Which we touched on earlier. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I kind of I jump all <laughs> over the place. That's that's but, what I'm good uh, at. All the cutscenes were featured with full English voice acting, which was non-standard for the time, and to this day is still super controversial. Really? Personal opinion about it? I don't like it. Really? No, it's really cringy. Why? Why? What? Like they wind up voiceover doing voiceover anyway. What's the difference? It's just I don't know. It's all in like the these long unskippable cutscenes are all at the very beginning of the game. Is it that they speak that bothers you? That you or is it that what it's is just, it that it doesn't feel like natural? Okay, I don't know. I, I didn't know this was like, a, a point of controversy. So it's like so for the cutscenes they have these uh, whole things with uh, you know they're actually talking and then when you're actually in game. It's just word bubbles, and they, they could have just picked one or the other. I don't see why they had to do both. Yeah, Personally, yeah. word bubbles is better because you can just you know go at your own pace. You can it. press the button and skip it. I don't exactly. give a shit about that, Princess Peach. Like, get out of my face. It's I like, guess I never thought about it because I was so stressed out about the fact that Mario was wearing short sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... What, he, you want know. an Italian guy can't wear short sleeves? They gotta, what, they got to wear a track suit, is that it? I, <laughs> or, a, or a nice suit? At the very beginning of the game, it's like 13 minutes of an unskippable cutscene before you can actually play the game. Yeah, I made him do it just before the game just to make him have to like have to endure it. And that's all he let him do. We, and then we turned it off as soon as it was He did the cutscenes, and then we're like, all right, time to go. All right. So this game came out July 19th, 2002 in Japan. North America just a just a few weeks later, August twenty sixth, two thousand two, and then as is as was the style at the time, the Europeans got the game in October of two thousand two, which in all actuality and comparatively is not that bad uh, when you look at how other games like sometimes games like for Nintendo would come out two and three years later. But if you ever so, wonder why the Europeans hate us, it's because we get the game before. Yes, them. that's I'm specifically sure. Mario Sunshine. I'm yes. sure that's it. It was this. It's the that's Sunshine the only, effect. That's literally the only reason it's Europeans the, hate people from North America. That and the the Revolutionary War. No, no, no that's that. And the underwear it. that looks like the American flag that people wear, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. Anyway, and then Super Mario 3D All Stars came out, in, which this game is a part of, as we talked about a little bit. It came out in September. It is no longer available or being produced. It is still available for purchase, but Kyle has a whole stockpile. So if you want one, you can come get it for about three hundred bucks. Yeah, Kidding. you get you got to wait until like Christmas or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, a say, bunch of stores still the have them on the shelves. Yeah, it's still available, but they're not making any more as of no. right now. We'll see. I'm sure that right. some player some player's choice version will come out or whatever the hell it is. So. It is really funny to see some eBay listings right now where people have it listed for like twenty thousand dollars, and it's like and it's just like you can literally go to Best Buy right now and get this for forty nine dollars. You know, if if I've learned anything, it's that people on eBay are stupid. So. That I I that's not, all yeah yeah I I really don't have anything to argue that one yeah <laughs> and there's no uh, there's no snare rap on that so we know that was no that's not legit they're all dicks no I'm kidding uh, I'm on there so that can't be true I'm also on there so well, it is true sounds like it's true um so we talked about the music and sound effects that was done by Koji Kondo I'm not gonna sit here and belabor all the you know things that Koji Kondo has done. He's uh, very well represented and uh, has uh, quite a lineage as it relates to his work. So go look it up. Uh, but I think most people who listen to this probably already know who he is. So, all right. So let's talk a little bit about the reception of the game. I think my favorite note in this entire document is this note here. And that 
The game received a perfect score in its Nintendo Power review. <laughs> Superb graphics, excellent music, clever layouts, funny cinema scenes, and ingenious puzzles. End quote. I so use Nintendo. So Nintendo. Let me. I just want to make sure I got this right. I might have missed something because I'm still kind of swooning over the whole Chaka thing. Yes, I got it. You're fine. So Nintendo actually rated their own game perfect. That is correct. Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't miss you. Are. <laughs> it's it's the classic, and I use this joke all the time. In the Simpsons, Bart has rented a car. Okay, and it's him, Milhouse, Martin, and Nelson. They're all in the car. And Bart's like 10 years old driving the car or whatever. <clears throat> so they're trying to figure out what to do. Milhouse opens up the glove compartment and there's a book in there. And he goes, who has better ideas for travel than AAA? According to this AAA guidebook, nobody. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's like, yes, we think it's a perfect game and everyone should buy it. <laughs> like, really? Really? You think that, Nintendo? Oh, uh, man, I can't believe it. Funny thing with uh, Simpsons, since you brought him up. Did you know today is the Simpsons' 33rd birthday? No. They actually started their fir- their first show by themselves because they were on Tracy Ullman. Right, and then there was the Christmas episode. But their first was show was actually... Christmas 87 probably, right? Yeah, their first show was actually April 19th. I did not know 1987. that. That would be 34 years then. You said 33. Oh, my bad. It was. It, well, Numbers are hard. Yeah. I think it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought I'll, they made I'll their debut on Tracy Ullman in 87. Maybe it was. I'm almost positive that would be right because they had their first full-fledged episode was the Christmas episode for season one, episode one, where they get Santa's little helper. So I would, and that was, that was 88 or 87, no. I guarantee you it was 88 because 87 was Tracy Ullman. Yes, their first episode date was December 17th, 1989. 89, yeah. I think the last episode of The Simpsons I saw was the Family Guy crossover one that was like six or seven years ago. Yeah. I don't watch any new ones. Watch episodes like our seasons three through ten, and you're good. There's good ones otherwise. Don't get me wrong. There are. But in general, if like, like if you want to get most of the jokes I make from The Simpsons, watch those episodes a couple times, and you'll get almost all of them, including the one I just made. That's what I got. Brought right. to you by Nintendo. Yes. Sponsored by <laughs> The Simpsons and Nintendo. You know, The Simpsons say their show is the best animated show ever. Really? Yes. Everybody should watch it. The Simpsons say The Simpsons. <laughs> It's this kind of is like Nintendo Power. Perfect score. 10 out of 10. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I'm going to, like, we're going to talk a little bit about the reception outside of the fact that Nintendo thought their own game was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Nintendo Power 100th issue, September of 1997, this game was not rated. How can it be a perfect game and not be rated? I will give you three seconds. Because this issue was in 97. The game didn't come out until 02. Correct. Oh, he's doing <laughs> so better yes, than I am. The, 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 that was a trick question, and I got you, Jay. I got you good. So yes, not 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 ranked surprisingly, since it did not exist for five years. The 200th episode or issue of Nintendo Power came out February of 06. The 200 best Nintendo games of uh, or 200 best games on Nintendo consoles. This game ranked number 13. I think that's bullshit. Because you're telling me that 12 more perfect games showed up in four years? Like, what happened? I thought that was the perfect game. Did you lie to us, Nintendo? Did you try and deceive us? Why, why would they do that? What do they have to gain? Extreme surprise, Pikachu I guess we face. Need, I yeah. guess we need to research the issues, though, and see if they had... They may have had four ga- or 12 games come out between well, then, and they may have said, this one's actually has... Even more perfect. More superb graphics. 101%. Yes. 
So, like, I did put some other games on here that were on the GameCube. And there were three games ranked in front of it from a GameCube perspective in the list. Number 10, Metroid Prime. Number 4, Zelda The Wind Waker. And number 2, which was Resident Evil 4. So, there you go. And then Nintendo Power's 20th Anniversary, uh, issue number 231, August 2008. They ranked the top 20 best GameCube games of all time. This ranked number 6. Moving up in the ranks. Yeah, yeah. I, well, now you're just dealing with just GameCube games, which yeah, before well. was number four, really. If you look at that old list, it yeah. was four. So Now it's six. It's dropping, slipping. You can't stay perfect forever. <laughs> and then uh, let's see here. Uh, Game Informer did a top 100 and top 200 uh, games of all time with, in 2001 and then uh, 2009, respectively. Eight Mario games in the first list. Super Mario Brothers was number two. This game was not ranked. And it was also not ranked in the top 200. Apparently, Game Informer was not listening to Nintendo Power. They, <laughs> they, really they did not so. read Nintendo Power. They obviously were uninformed. IGN's top 100 games of all time, 2018 and 19, not ranked. Time's top 50 games of all time, not ranked. Not surprisingly. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what U.S. News had to say about it, but Time did not rank it. Polygon's best 500 games of all time, it was number 282, right in the middle, 282, right? And it was right by Gauntlet was 283. Max Payne was 281, so it was wedged between those two games. I love Max Payne. I, I think that's a great game. It's a, it's a pulp cinematographic, like, over-the-top, like, uh, murder mystery, but, like, whatever. It's, it's a good game. I like it. I like the style and the art. So that was actually the people who did Grand Theft Auto eventually. I think it was Rockstar that did that game. Yes. In their, in their infancy. Yeah. Uh, and then the highest-ranked GameCube after this game was Tony Hawk Underground, which was at 215. So, which and isn't then, a great Tony Hawk game. It's good, but it's not great. Thug is okay. I like Thug better than Thaw. Maybe I don't. No, I like Thaw no. better. I like yeah. Thaw better than Thug. There you go. Yeah, waste. I like American Wasteland better than. But I actually like Three is my favorite Tony Hawk game. We'll talk about that game someday. Tony That'll Hawk. be one of our episodes. Pro Skater Three. But what on platform? On what platform though? PlayStation Two. That's the only right answer. Okay. Sorry, Kyle. And then uh, he's not going to be on the episode. So I don't no, know. fuck him. <laughs> so rude. Yeah. Well, hey. Oh, I forgot you were there. Uh, Jeff Gerstmann Mike from Boy. Gamespot. Yeah, yeah. My, my, me and Shaka and Gertzman all hanging out. <laughs> he gave it an eight out of ten, which is still better than the seven point two out of ten that he gave the Legend of Zelda for the NES. So womp, womp. yeah. So there you go. All right. So enough about the uh, you know all that crap. But <laughs> let's talk a little bit about. Personal experience and legacy, right? So, Jay, you want to tell me a little bit about sales numbers for this game? <laughs> sure, I can do that. So, um, it's the third best-selling uh, GameCube game of all time. Then why is it so hard to find? Why can't Kyle find a black label version of it? Why is nobody bringing it to a store, Jay? If there's this many millions of it, how many? You haven't there told me. There was only 6.28 million copies. Oh, I see. And there's like 300 million people in this country or whatever now, so it's yeah. like... They can't. That's not that many, and, and that's not even had, just. And they still give some to the Europeans and, and Japan. Yeah, so uh, they play Mario fun. games over there. Found out, but anyway, good. So, um, part of the other piece too is probably collecting. So, uh, the standard version, loose, thirty-four bucks. Um, these see, numbers are skewed. I have not updated these numbers. These are old numbers. Okay, well, I'm going to pull these live. We're going to have to redo this part. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna come back to that while he's doing that. So. Yeah, because this, this is, is like. A month ago, price charting numbers. Yes, it is, and it's not it's not accurate anymore. Nope. So, but uh, well, a couple things I can talk about now since we're talking about sales. Um, so one thing is uh, 
Japan had actually sold 400,000 copies in the first four days it was available. Wow. Um, in the U.S., the first 10 days, they sold 350,000. Um, and actually surpassed launch sales of GTA 3, Halo, and Mario Super Mario 64. Wow. wow. Yeah, kind of crazy. It's like it's a perfect game, according to Nintendo. Well, they according probably to Nintendo read the Power, review. it was. They read the review. So <laughs> Smart then, people. Uh, 2002 was the 10th best-selling game in the U.S. Really? Yeah. I would be interested in what's on the rest of that list. I didn't look. I just put it. That's all right. That's so. I'm, no, I'm curious. I'll find out. We can look at that, too. So. All right. You got some updated uh, yeah, dollar amounts for me? Talk a little bit about the collecting aspect of it here. So this game is, is pretty interesting. You, you've got uh, loose. It's about a $35 game, right? There's two different. I should say this. There are three different versions, but really there are two different versions if you're looking at it from a collecting perspective. There's the standard black label GameCube, and then there is the yellow player's choice version. The black label, loose, 35-ish dollars, right? And then uh, complete in box, It's it, if you look at price charting, it says $45. I think it's slightly higher than that. Uh, I will also say I've seen it fluctuate. Like during COVID, it was up to like $80 to $100 at one point. Oh, yeah. And then it came all the way back down. And this is about where it's settled. Like it was always, yes. to me, it was always like a $40 game. That and like Luigi's Mansion and those kind of games were always in that, in that Once range. Once in a while, they'll pop back up to like... 60, 60 to 80, yeah. And, but then, like, it seems to always simmer back down to, like, this number. So, and then new, it says they sell for, you know, 250 I'd say three to $400, depending on the condition and all that stuff. This is just ungraded, raw, sealed games. That's still pretty close. I mean, you weren't yeah. wildly off. No, and then the player's choice is actually, the funny part is, th- this is the same thing that happened with Super Metroid, where the player's choice loose version of the game is more expensive to find but then the K, like, K complete is less. So, like, loose, it's like a $41 game, but complete, it's like a $44 game. And then sealed, it's about half of the cost of a, of a black label. So, it's like 180 to 200 Again, this is raw, sealed, not graded or whatever. Now, when we get into the graded world, it's this one is really weird because I think people don't really know... <sighs> You're still in the infancy of understanding values from a grading perspective, and there are no population reports, so you don't know how many of what are out there. But I think it's interesting when I look at this list that, you know, I'm going to jump around on the list, but the thing I found the most interesting is the a sealed, not for resale version, because this was a packing game at one point, the not for resale sealed version of this game sold as a 9.6 A++ in September for $3,600. But... Eight months, seven months later, the exact same condition, the exact same qualifiers, everything, it sold for twenty eight eighty. So I'm like, well, the sealed market has been going nuts, but for some reason, Super Mario Sunshine went down. Like, you know, a good, I don't even know what that is, 40 to it's 30%, 20, you know, whatever it is, more than that. So something like that. So that's, I find that interesting. And then like, it just, you know, these things, just like anything now, it's all contingent, contingent on condition. So in January, a 5.0 A sealed game sold for $264. That to me is like, why are you even doing this, right? Like a, a, you have a sealed game. I get it, grade it. But like you grade it to keep it at that point. You're not making any money. The amount of money you've spent to grade it and its inherent value is about what you what it costs sealed. And I don't ever see anybody's anybody going, man, I really got to have that 5.0 A of a, of a GameCube game of which there are many, many more of them than something like NES or Super NES or whatever it may be, right? Because they, they, they are more recent. They People kept them sealed, whatever it was. 
Um, and then that that's kind of it. Like there are other things. Like there's a standard version of the game that like a 9.2A sold for $1,900 in 2020. And then again in March, it sold for 1680 So again, I don't really, the market on this one is really weird. You can't like, there's no trend to it. And I think that just kind of speaks to the whole graded market in general right now where like nobody really knows what, something's worth what somebody's willing to pay for that that point, not necessarily like over the course of many purchases. So it's just kind of hard to say. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah, that's 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 what I was getting at. Yeah, it's the summary. I think you said that like four times. But I, no, I never mentioned that. The place, so I never said that once. No, oh, that's kind of all over the place. <laughs> Kyle, where can you play this game? You can play this game on the Nintendo GameCube. Never heard of it. Yeah, what's a GameCube? It's this thing. Crash. I like the GameCube. I actually like GameCube. It's cool. I do. I'm I'm a, I'm a little biased towards the GameCube. Yes, I have a sad story to tell you about GameCube. So. Dramatic. When when the GameCube came out, I did not buy it right away. Okay, I waited because I was playing like the Xbox and I, you know, PS2. Basically, they had come out in October of 2000. You know, I was like, I'll get to a GameCube at some point. I didn't really want to buy one and was waiting for like, I didn't really want to play Sunshine. I didn't really like how Wind Waker looked. I wasn't like too keen on it. I was like, okay, I do love those things, but I'll I'll get to them. Well, remember then, too that was around the time you know we talked about it in the last pod was that that was around the time when fighting games were really taken off yeah so Tekken I mean, yeah we were all like grinding through those at that time yeah Tekken what did it have been Tekken Tag was on PlayStation Two mm-hmm. you know all that stuff so um, Marvel versus Capcom yeah that'd have been around then yeah. little yeah somewhere around there those games surprisingly hold up pretty well that Marvel versus Capcom is pretty fun you know why because they're two D sprite based fighting games. They are not 3D rendered polygonal games that are impossible to do. Like you go back and try and play those games and they're not pre-rendered either. It's some of that weird pre-rendered stuff. Like Mortal Kombat did fine, but like things like Pit Fighter and all that stuff, they were awful. But a lot of those 2D sprite-based games of that era that like people were still making those in the 32-bit era, those are usually the best games. Like look at like Castlevania Symphony of the Night or something like that. Everybody's like, oh, we gotta go to 3D, and they're like, no, let's do it like this, and it's a classic. Same thing with the fighting games, I feel like, where Capcom yep. and, and Marvel vs. Capcom is a 2D, you know, uh, sprite-based game. So, yeah, anyway. Opinion. Whatever. Yeah, so, so back to the GameCube Yeah, story. the horrible GameCube story. So I wasn't going to buy one. I waited and waited and waited. Well, my friend says, hey, we got, a, we got one in at work. He was working for an art studio. And I really still don't understand how it happened. But he, he they had gotten a free GameCube and at Madden 2002 or 1 or whatever what it was. Come to find out... He gave me the GameCube. I still have pictures of it. I wound up selling it a few years later. It was the Heineken GameCube. If you are familiar with the Heineken GameCube, Heineken had a promotion at that at the launch, right around the launch of the GameCube, where they took fifty black and fifty indigo GameCubes and they silk screened their logo right on that 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 circled gem where it says Nintendo GameCube on that down there. Right underneath it, it said Heineken. Well, guess what's really hard to find and expensive nowadays. I've never actually heard of this up until just. This is a real thing. And it's a real thing that I that I owned at one point, and I sold it. And when I sold it, I thought, "Wow, that went for a lot." I sold it on eBay in like 2005 or whatever. I'm like, "That went for a lot more than I thought it would." I had no idea. And then come to find out, years later, there's 50 of each, and I I owned an Indigo one. I still have pictures of it from. I I took pictures of it for whatever reason in 2002 or whatever year it was, and yeah. So sad story, but whatever. Say, I'll give you a sad sad GameCube story. I had the uh, Pokemon box, Ooh. which is the Yep. You don't have to I'm, say I'm anything ex- else. I'm going to explain it for, for the viewers. Go ahead, though. but you don't have to say anything so, else. I know what that means. It was the uh, G- 
game that allowed you to play Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire on your GameCube. And uh, I had that, and it was, I'm pretty, I, it was new. I remember opening it as a kid, but never played it. I don't think, because I couldn't, I was too stupid as a kid to, like, work it. Yeah. And I and I never had the GameCube player. I had all the hookups, but not the GameCube player. Yep. And I remember selling it at a garage sale for, like, 50 cents in oh. middle school. And it sells and, for, like, $1,000 yeah, like now. It's, I don't know. That's, that's one that keeps you up at night. Yeah. Well, if that was the case, like, that GameCube that I had... There's 50 of them. There's more than that of the, you know what I mean? Like, and the sad part is I actually knew somebody here that had one and he sold it. And I'm like, dude, it was the black one. And if I ever got another one, I'd want the Indigo. So I will say any GameCube stuff that ever comes into your store, I would never try and touch. But if one of those came in, I might be like, hey, you know, I might, uh, I might want to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. We'd work out a pretty insane trade. We could figure I something out. Super Godzilla would be a part of it. Perhaps, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh. So anyway, yes, that's my sad GameCube story that I have to tell. So I did I did enjoy the GameCube. I played a number of the Resident Evil games. That was what I was really hyped for and kind of what I was waiting for. Like, I wasn't too hyped about GameCube when it first came out. I liked the premise, but I was like, why do I... Like, I want something that plays DVDs, too. I really did. You know, like, I PS2, one of its huge pieces of allure was that it was also a DVD player, which were still 300 bucks at that time, you know? But anyway, so, Yeah. And then the other sad story was I ordered a set of component cables <laughs> for the GameCube at the time, too, from Nintendo, and those got sold as well. And now they're $300 if you find a pair. Aren't those super hard to get now? Wow, I just like leaned way yeah, back yeah. from the microphone. Hi, welcome back. Hi. Yeah, it's uh, they're about 300 bucks now. And you can get Japanese versions, but I actually did the mail order that came in the bag. Yeah, so yeah, I had I had the Heineken GameCube with the with the component cables because I was big into Hi-Fi, you know, like I was big into TV and audio quality and all that stuff. So I had those cables come through the store back in like 2019, I remember, and I think we ended up selling them on eBay for like ninety dollars because that was before they shot up. Yeah, they're way more now. Holy cow! Oh. Blushing Padre, I'm having a little beer here, and Ooh. God, man, Jay brought some. This one's a fruit beer. It's aged some... in tequila barrels. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Oh, this one tastes like raspberries soaked in tequila. It's, yes, tequila raspberry sunshine. Ooh. That's something. I didn't know what it was until you said it. Now I'm like, whoa. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's my sad GameCube story. And you have one that's equally as sad. So if I ever get Pokemon Box, <laughs> you ain't getting it. <laughs> well, back you know, to if I game. ever get the Heineken GameCube, I know what I know. What yeah, trade yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Fair enough. Touche. Anyway. Back, back to where we can play it. Since we're done with their oh, yeah. what was me stories, yeah, uh, GameCube and uh, Nintendo Switch on the 3D All Stars. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can find a copy or now, if, or yeah. if you have the Wii with the uh, the GameCube port, you can play it on the Wii. You could play it. Uh, Technically, you could take Super Mario Sunshine, play it on your Wii if you had the game, but not a but a Wii and not a GameCube. But you have to have a GameCube that has come backwards compatibility. You mean a Wii that has backwards? Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. I don't know what I even said now. You said a GameCube that has backwards. Oh. You took one sip of that drink and it's already hitting you. Man. Wow. The whiskey of the tequila is hitting him hard tonight, folks. And he's anyway. not funny. Yeah, I've never and funny, he's though. Not no. funny. Yeah, you guys are getting invited back for sure. He is funny. I, I Contractually, you have to invite me back. I don't. I, have, I need to read this contract. Funny well, looking. Better read it. Anyway. You had a button for that. Yeah, you yeah, have a I button. Want, Why I, are you hitting the counter? Just because hit the I, button. I don't remember which one it is. There we go. Yes, sir. Okay. What, what are we at time-wise, anyways? Oh, I don't know. Four or five hours? No, it's not that bad. A, a minute, an hour 30, but honestly, there's 20 minutes of that is, uh, is you 
oh, gl- yeah. glowing. Me uh, fanboying it out. All right, so, so let's talk a little bit about speedrunning. This game is quite popular in the speedrunning co- uh, community. There are a number of different ways that it is quantified as a speedrun. Uh, I have only detailed three of them here, but if you want to find out more, all this information is just coming from speedrun.com. Yeah. So, so um, any uh, any percentage hacked file um, was an hour and 13 minutes uh, and 44 seconds on the Wii. Yes. They, every one of these was played on the oh, Wii. Oh, yeah, they apparently, were on the Wii. Apparently, when I went back and looked at like all the... You can see the records of this. It's all done on the Wii. I don't know if it's just because it's slightly faster. Or there's something about it. Maybe it loads faster. I don't know. I don't know if it loads faster. I I mean, it would make sense. It's a newer console. Yeah, whatever. But that was done by Nindida. N-I-N-D-I-D-D-E-H. And I don't really know what the difference is between a hacked file and a new file. A new file, I would assume, is like starting from brand new, and a hacked file is like you've done something to it before you started or whatever. I, know yeah, a, I didn't get the details on that. There's a couple different versions that you can play. If like you have like the European version or whatever, and then there's like certain glitches that you can use depending on which version you have of the game. Okay. Well, the any percent new file is one hour fourteen minutes and. 13 seconds so less than a minute or just yeah yeah less than a minute not even like 30 seconds more yeah um that was on the wii and that was by ironically wii g yep and then kyle what about if the 120 shinies the 120 shines was done in two hours sorry pokemon land there yeah no shine i think i wrote shinies and everything must have shinies on the brain good it was done in two hours 54 minutes and 28 seconds also on the wii also by Nendetta. So that is getting every shine in the game. Yep, he is very dedicated. That yeah, is, that's impressive. So he saw the he saw the the rightful ending. So yes. he so back to the uh, doing the mud boat in the final uh, area in Corona Mountain. I keep thinking so you're going to say mud butt. Mud butt. <laughs> I mean that. Shit. Anyway. Good. So you to get all the shines, you have to. Each world has ten blue coins. You have to get. And to get them in the final world, you have to basically jump to a blue coin and then die in the lava every time to get one. So he had to do that 10 times and then go get the shine sprite from the Tanukis over by Rico Harbor and then go back into Corona Mountain and actually finish the game. And now we know why this almost took three hours. That's legitimately the worst. I never knew that. That is the worst. You know, it's obnoxious. You know what we haven't talked about yet? Our own personal thoughts on this game. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked about how much I can't stand the fact that he's wearing short sleeve shirt. <laughs> That's all anybody I mean, needs to know. It's Tropical Island. Oh, man, that's driving me nuts. He's, got, he's on vacation. What do you the want? The dude still has bib overalls and gloves on. Yeah. Is, is, is the short sleeve shirt really, like, legitimately, man, I just dropped myself 25 degrees. What now you, you sound like shirt. a clown. He's kind of right. Like, if you're going to go with the bibs and the gloves. He did that because he's got to clean up the whole island of pollution. He's got to stay somewhat clean. But he didn't know that until he got there. Yeah, he was he, he, was, ro- he, he was rolling in the short sleeves, the gloves, he did and the, show and up the that way off the plane in the forty-five minute intro video. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Trust me, we watched all of it five times. Now I have to agree with you. Uh, that's not a good look. That's like a like if you were a clown. That's how I would dress up, right? Like, yeah, that's kind of he kind of looks like a clown, like a legit clown, super clown sunshine. Wee. <laughs> um. So let's let's start with you, Jay. What did you think of this game? 
the short sleeves kill me. That's it. You can't get past it. I can't get past it. I can't get past it. How did you make it before short you sleeve playing? Mario? Unacceptable. Um, no, I actually I didn't. Again, I did not finish the game. Uh, I got a good chunk of it out. Uh, it was actually really fun though. Um, I do like the controls. I would question whether I would really like them on GameCube if they're inverted because I felt like they were they were fairly smooth. Um, the game management was fairly smooth on it as well. It wasn't choppy. Um, the initial video. Like the opening cutscenes was pretty long, but once you get through that though, it's pretty quick. Like you don't have giant cutscenes. There's a couple short ones throughout, but it's not bad. So, but uh, no, I thought the game the game surprisingly was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. And it was again, I never played it back in the day because I was too hung up on playing fighter for playing yeah yeah uh, side side scroll fighting games. You're so. busy playing Pit Fighter. Yes. <laughs> Nobody so. played Pit Fighter. Well, well, I can say I was. If, if the other machines were busy, I'd go look at it and be like, that game sucks. I don't think I ever even put 20 or 50 cents in for that one. I think it was 50 cents. That game sucked. I never played What it. about you, Kyle? What did you think of this game? So, obviously, I'm super biased towards it. This is one of my, or it probably is my favorite game of all time. Um, the few things that I don't like about it is the cutscenes and then the recycled bosses. Really not a fan that you fight the first boss six times. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. The uh, how many times can you jump on that dude's stomach? Piranha Pete or whatever his name is. Three times. No, three times. I did three times nine, so twenty-seven Six. times. Yeah. But it's uh, so it's that, and then you fight Peter Piranha twice. You fight the um, shit, I'm forgetting its name. Like the right. the giant squid monster. You fight him three times in the game. Squiddy. Oh, sure. the blooper. The yeah, giant the blooper. Blooper. The blooper. Blooper. Yeah. You fight him twice in Rico Harbor and then once in Noiki Bay. And then, uh, yeah, that's really all I have bad things to say about it. But then the good things are I really like the layout of a lot of the worlds. The music is phenomenal, even though it's all just, I don't know, basic for the time. That's good. That's like, it's, that's, that's what he's best known for. Right, right. Yes. You get to, you unlock Yoshi during part of the game and it's kind of, it's weird. So, and, I don't remember which uh, game that you can first ride Yoshi in, but he can like go in the water and all that, and it's fine. But if Yoshi touches touches water at all in this game, he dies. And that seems odd. It's it's weird. But that that seems like a peculiar yep. side effect of touching water. I don't know if I've ever heard of anything dying <laughs> from touching water. It just yeah, if you go in the water with Yoshi, Yoshi dies. Maybe Ooh. he's made of electricity. Which in the know. Wizard of Oz died when it got oh, that wet. is true. Uh, she melted actually. She was a witch, though. She was undead. Maybe Yoshi's undead, though. I mean... He's a dinosaur. I did hear they're coming out with Yoshi's Undead Island in 2023. <laughs> Are so. they really? Yeah. Are you serious, Clark? No, I'm, I'm not. So there's no green Yoshis in this game, but there's yellow, orange, pink, and purple. And then actually in the remake, I think they got rid of the pink, and it's only yellow... Orange and purple. The green ones are the waterproof ones. Yeah, clearly. Must be. That's but exactly I think the idea is. behind it was that they were tropical Yoshis. I see. Theme. Yes. Yeah. You want to know what I think of this game? I guess you we think do. That we talked a about perfect it. Perfect score so. because Nintendo <laughs> told you it was. Based based on Nintendo's thoughts, it's perfect. Um I don't hate this game. But I really, I tried to have the authentic experience of playing it on a GameCube, and it drove me fucking nuts. I did not enjoy it because I don't like inverted controls. I cannot, my brain is like, you're going to go right. 
Why am I pressing left to go right? Like, I hate that. So, I probably Everything need on to... the GameCube is inverted controls. I know, I know. I mean, but Rogue, Rogue Squadron 2 for uh, Star Wars. Yeah, Rogue yeah, yeah. That was all inverted, too. Yeah, whatever. Like, stop trying to make sense of it all, okay? I'm just saying. Uh, what I'm saying is, maybe I need to try and get my hands on one of these rare Switch cartridges. <laughs> I don't know where you can find one. I, I, might, I might know a guy. Yeah, you have one in your bag that you owe him? Uh, I actually already gave, gave it to him. I did have one in my bag. We should have talked. I sold it to you for like six hundred bucks. I'll, I'll let you sniff it for cheaper than you can get on Amazon. How much to look at or eBay? Yeah, yeah, Amazon. exactly. Really? No. So yeah. So I I like how the game looks. I like how the game sounds. I like the theme of the game. All of it is really cool and cohesive. I just didn't enjoy playing it. I just could not. Like I would, it would drive me nuts. And maybe I need to play it on the Switch. I'll give it a shot. But here I am. Like I've got a GameCube. I've got the damn game. I'm like I'm gonna try and play it like this, and it drove me nuts. We should bet him this. To look a switch cartridge, you know about the bitterness. I'm well aware. Do you know why switch cartridges are bitter? Because they soak them in acid. I don't know. I just make it. No. What What is the fundamental reason why they make them taste bad? So kids don't eat them. Exactamundo. So I once had a customer bring that up, and I was like, "No way!" And I took a switch. Uh, it was like Mario Kart or something. I took it out of the case and I licked it, and it was the most disgusting thing I had ever done it was so bitter i can't say yeah. i've done that now i'm not interested because i know the whole the story they're awful i just i didn't believe it them. can't be any more bitter than this raspberry tequila <laughs> beer holy smokes well, put they probably brewed it with switch cartridges <laughs> <laughs> it needs more mario <laughs> put some 3d all-stars in there no no those are too bitter it's the short sleeves that drives me nuts so just out of curiosity for the 3d all-stars what is your favorite game out of the three? 64, Sunshine, or Galaxy? Oh, 64 is his favorite for sure. It's he Galaxy. loves that game. Galaxy is really good. I actually have never played all the way through Galaxy. I had it on the Wii, and it, I the controls frustrated me just because I didn't like having the Wii remote separated from the nunchuck. But yeah. now that I have it on the Switch, I'm going to go much back better. and try it. Yeah, I'm going to go back and Ga- try it again. Galaxy I like a lot. 64 is just not my style. Like, I just, the camera drove me nuts. I don't know. I just, I get it. Like, I understand why people like it. I'm not one of those people like, it sucks. Like, I understand why people like it, why it's important, whatever. I just, it's not for me. I like Galaxy. A funny story is I have Galaxy and Galaxy 2 because of Harrison, Amy's son. Nice. Amy rebought, or Harrison rebought them, and he had, like, his original versions. And he's like, you can have them. They're all jacked up. And then I went and got that that resurfacer, and I put them in there, and he's like, holy crap. Like, they look, like, brand new. So, yeah, I have those because of him now. But, but yeah, no, I, I like Galaxy. I like I like all Mario games. Like, what's not, you know, what's not to like? I just did not enjoy playing that game in that way. That was my problem. I think that was probably just thinking about from all Mario games, because there's so many. I think that was one of the things that was probably the catchiest with this one and probably why people did gravitate towards it is because it's different. I mean, yeah. I get and spoil, but that's also spoiler why people alert, hate it. but you're going to fight, you fight Bowser, at the, kind of fight Bowser Who? at the end. But I mean, it's From still. From Shanana? Yes. He's actually one of the easiest boss fights in the game too. Yeah, but it's still, it's yeah. just, it, the game was so spoiler different. Alert. But the game was so different because it wasn't the typical you're chasing Bowser down to get Princess Peach back. And then you're fighting all of Bowser's minions to try and get her because she's kidnapped. Yeah. I get it. You're fighting like his 19 illegitimate children. I get it. So. I get it. So, yeah. Well, whatever. I don't know. I mean, that was one thing I will say that I thought was kind of cool with it was that it was. It was different than just playing. Like, I went into it thinking, okay, it's going to be a Mario game. Did you make it to Mecha Bowser? What's that? Did you make it to Mecha? No, Bowser? I didn't. I read about him, but I did not make He's it. He's no Mecha Godzilla. No. no. 
sometimes I don't know. I've played this game a lot, and sometimes you, you can get over through. There again. <laughs> you can get through that level on like your first try, or sometimes it takes you all day. And I don't understand why that level is so needlessly hard. Sometimes, yeah, maybe I, could, maybe I got a bad, had a bad day too when I played it. <laughs> could have just been like, eh, maybe you just suck. No, maybe it's just this level today. Damn it. Anyway, all right. Well, that's enough about all that. I think it's time to wrap it up. We're really going to wrap it up already? Like that's it's that been that quick? We're only an hour and forty two minutes in, or whatever it is. So I did have a couple of cool. We don't have to wrap it up. I rescind that. Edit. Wow, I was just so, going to throw out. So, a wait, so hold on. Ow, ow, hold on. Okay. So do okay, you, you talk. So do you? No, you. Okay, go ahead. No, seriously. I'm, push the mic away. I wish you'd do it forever. <laughs> Oh, in my dreams, it's forever. No, um, anyway. Jay, you got anything else interesting about the game? Well, you had some notes, I think. I did have a couple small Easter eggs from the game that I thought were kind of neat. Um, of course, we mentioned Why don't you go whole, ahead and tell us? I will. Of course, what we mentioned they? the whole Delfino thing, which is Dolphin in Italian. Carlos Delfino. Yes. Um, Former NBA All-Star. We all, There was a couple other things. So one thing, I don't know if any, if you guys ever noticed, but when you first get the flood and it's, it's scanning Mario... It actually shows, like, when it, in the bottom corner it's tracking, it shows the old Mario games. I actually pointed this out to Mike as I got to this part in the game. Yep. Oh, cool. He did. Yeah. Yep. He, was, so, he looked down there and said, oh, it's Mario 64. The game is trash. And then trash. I turned off the TV and left. Wow. He, and he kicked the door down. No. Oh, okay. No, he made me sit through the cutscene first. I made him watch. Yeah, exactly. It was great. It was perfect. Yes. No, anyway. Um, but the other thing, uh, other things I had was uh, that... Um, Wow, see how many ums and uhs I can say right there. Um, I'll edit um, them all um, out. Um, 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 I won't, though. <laughs> um, but no, the impl- there's an employee sweeping at the Hotel Delfino, and they make a comment, which is a nod to Luigi's yes. Mansion. They say, uh, "Can someone? why can't someone come along and suck uh, suck this mess up of the vacuum, which I thought was kind of cool. So, um, so I like we- Luigi's Mansion. It's a pretty fun game. I enjoyed that one. And that was kind of like the haunted mansion in the mm-hmm. game, so that was kind of cool. And yes, I did air quotes so all of you could see it. Yes, if because no, because we're on if, a if podcast. You, soon we'll have that thing on. Yeah, no, we need to start doing that. Got to get so. it figured. We're going to put the old camera. Yeah, we'll some, figure that. Yeah, out. good. So, um, what else you got? Tell me about. Tell me about the uh, the water or the yellow submarine. Oh yeah, the yellow submarine. So in uh, in Rico Harbor, there's a yellow submarine in it. If you didn't notice, and that was a nod to one of Mike's favorite bands, the Beatles. And their yellow submarine. Album. I do enjoy them. And the yellow submarine is actually shaped similar to the one that's on the yellow submarine album cover. Yes, which it was, was that poorly cool. drawn. Yes. So, <laughs> um, there was also, uh, and I didn't get to this guy yet either. I think he was pretty early in the game. Um, the Panasimo. It's a guy you have to race. Yes. And he's dressed up like like one of the natives. Yes. Um, and actually, when he takes his hat off or the mask off when you beat him. He actually looks like Marathon Man from from Zelda. He never actually takes his mask off. There's a glitch in the game where you have to like zoom in on his face, and then it will like zoom in past the mask. Oh, okay. I thought you could actually. He took it off, but but yeah. Does. Apparently, you can when you when you zoom in, he looks like uh, Marathon Man from Zelda, hmm. which I thought was kind of neat. I don't know that. So, and I think that's all I have for little funny things. So none of that was funny. Not the, funny, uh, haha. More funny. So oh. when you race to the flags, you mean funny when you're racing? <laughs> yes. When you're racing, I what's his name again? Like Michael Andretti. Yeah. Simo? Yeah. P I A. I thought you were going to so, say Dale Earnhardt. So when you uh, <laughs> Junior, you race him to a flag, 
And the flagpole looks like a straw from McDonald's. Oh. I've always thought of that since I was a kid. Oh. One other one is Serena Beach. If you pan back on it, it actually is designed like a GameCube control. I oh, really? did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. So kind of neat. That's the last one I've got. The more you know. And he doesn't have I don't have it. I don't have it. It's going to go right here. What's there now? Nothing. You have nothing there? Oh, let me down. You suck. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Bender's my favorite. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. I Now. I think we're done. You think we can wrap up now? Yeah, That's I think okay? we should be done. Is that okay with you? I know it's your show. Yeah, I just finished the whatever this thing, tequila, what got. Blushing Padre. Yeah. Oh. Founders Blushing Padre, a wonderful Michigan brewery that made a raspberry tequila beer that it's like still I'm like. Oh. It's pretty good. It is good. It's it's just it's like just, a it's lot. A, it's a punch in the face, especially after that other one we just had. Jeez, the bourbon soaked. Yeah, the bourbon soaked Mounds Bar. All right, so I do want to talk a little bit about our next episode. We are going to divert a little bit from standard format because I can't clearly stay on format, so that's the first problem. Right. That's the big reason is because Jay is now here. Mike's so wondering why he hired me when Jerry left. I I am. I really am. Kyle, help me. I don't know what to do. Kyle's like, I, I got my own you, shit. Do you do. ever do a Godzilla episode? I'm back. Oh yeah, Kyle will be back. Oh, Kyle, he's gonna. You're huge, gonna be back anyway. Yeah, yeah. Huge Godzilla guy. Um, but the, the next episode is actually gonna be a little bit more of a freeform episode. I am going to bring on retro game enthusiast from Instagram. John, oh, that dude's cool. Yeah, John, like I don't know him, but the dude's cool. He has yeah. some cool. Follow him on Instagram. Yeah, John is a great guy. He's a friend of mine. I've met him a number of times. Um, I've sent him stuff. He sent me stuff. I've met him out in Lansing. He's got a brother that lives in Lansing, so he goes out there to visit his uh, his nephew. And I'll actually, he lives in Fort Wayne, so I'll probably be heading out to Fort Wayne this summer to see him. And uh, if you want to come along for the ride, Sweetwater is there, so they got all kinds of musical gear. And there's a number of great record shops. One of them is uh, Neat, 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 that used to be uh, owned by a friend of mine, Morrison, but is now, it got bought by the other guy that owns the record stores there in, in Fort Wayne. But a lot of good record stores. John's a great guy. We're going to have him on and just kind of talk about him, his collecting, you know, he's been into it for a very long time. He's a big Nirvana fan, so he and I, um, he and I uh, commiserate over that. Have terrible taste in music. Yeah. I'm joking. I like Nirvana. He actually sent me a picture yesterday of a Jagstang. He's got a right-handed Jagstang, um, and That's I, awesome. it was awesome. I was like, he goes because he knows I'm left-handed. He's actually left-handed, but plays guitar right-handed. We were talking about that, and and. Uh, I was like, I know left-handed Jags things exist. I saw one. I've like actually held it, but I, I would love to find one, but I never will. So I, I don't know if I'll ever find one. So I, you know, we just challenge accepted. Yeah, we'll see. So anyway, but yeah, retro game enthusiast from Instagram, John Young, will be joining us on the next episode, and we'll we'll just kind of have a freeform conversation about collecting and favorites and uh, all that good stuff. So is he going to be here live, or are we just no, phoning in? We, we're gonna we're gonna line him in. We'll probably call him through discord or wherever i don't know cool. how you know whatever okay i can actually call him with this thing i can call him through the phone although it would sound like crap comparatively so yeah we'll probably do uh with something like discord or skype or whatever discord is pretty great yeah it is i love discord so it's good do we have a uh, do we have a game we're gonna go with him or are we just gonna kind of nope we're gonna go all over the map like i am pretty much accustomed yeah it's to gonna now. be a perfect fit for you just a kind of like an avant-garde all over the place like I don't know. It's a scavenger hunt of the podcast. And just so you guys know, I've watched Mike's hairline turn gray and recede more every <laughs> time I open my mouth because he does a really good job giving us on topic to talk. 
and I don't follow it at all. First of all, I think my hairline's pretty good. You do have a good hairline. It's pretty decent, all things considered. You hit this age, you're just happy to have any of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at mine. What hair? Yeah, exactly. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. Thanks. (laughs) All right, so where can they find us? Oh, they can find us. They being the people who don't listen to the show. People who already know how to find us by listening to this, please tell us how you can find us. You know, I was thinking about that. It's quite the quandary. So you had three listeners before. I was one of the three, and then you hired me. So now we have two. You listen twice. Kyle, make sure you listen to it twice, and then we'll have, like, what, 66% more listeners. Yeah, there we go. This one. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We'll just pretend you're on all of them. Yay. If you do, if you don't tune in and listen, you'll never know if we were talking about you. There you go. Oh, so we talk shit about everybody. We do. We should just start doing that. Everybody's talking so, shit about you shit right now. Who's podcast? the dude's? Uh, yeah. Who's the dude's podcast you're on? We're gonna start talking shit about them. Maddie, uh, Maddie uh, Ice and Marky the, Mark. The Maddie Ice and Marky Mark. Fuck podcast. those dudes. <laughs> fuck them. I don't st- know who they are. They can fuck off. I hope you guys beef? are listening. Listen, they live up in Sag Nasty, boy. I'll cut you. You know how dirty it gets up there. I will cut you. <laughs> but they they got nothing on Flint. Yeah, fuck them. That's right. I'm joking. I don't know those dudes. Their show's actually really good if you listen. No, to they're it. trash. And they pl- I like no. how I'm plugging. Their no, show they're good now. guys. They had Matt, 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 and Mark are personal friends of mine. They had me on their podcast a couple times, and they're good dudes. They actually just had the guy who did the voiceovers for Rock and Roll Racing on their show. Really? So yeah, it was pretty cool. Like their last episode was that guy was on the show. It's almost like getting like Shaka Malik to call somebody on their birthday. That is. It's kind so. of the same thing, really. If you think about it, but yeah. my, mine's way fucking cooler. <laughs> like I. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Tell us where people can find oh, us. Yeah. So on social media, of course, uh, we are Lost Joystick, and that's going to be on Instagram and our Twitter handle. Best place to find us is Instagram. Instagram, because we're too lazy to do anything anywhere else. So far. Um, we do have Facebook and Twitch, which is Lost Joystick Network. I think that's also the YouTube page, but I got to look. Okay. We haven't got the YouTube page off the ground, nope. hence why we were discussing the camera. If you're just tuning in, but we were talking about our camera because we're going to start doing YouTube uh, someday, probably 2022, 23-ish. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Maybe like summer 24. I don't Post-pandemic, know. the next Summer Olympics, we'll have YouTube going. Yeah. That's my we'll goal. We'll do that. We'll actually, uh, we, could, we could actually webcast live. From the Olympics. From the Olympics. No, that's a great idea. Okay, done. Let's do that. We're gonna we're gonna shoot we for that. That's our Michael Phelps on here. That, that's our yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, so you. Not the swimmer, just a guy named Michael Phelps. Yeah, we're just gonna yeah. get some guy named Michael Phelps. I think I went to high school with a guy named Michael Phelps. Let's see what he's up to. There we go. Done. How are all those gold medals? No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so our last one is uh, our email address. So you can always shoot us an email, tell us we suck. Or you could just rate us on our podcast, which would be awesome. Yes. But uh, our email address is info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. Yep. And if you email us, if you email us with the subject, buy me bone storm or go to hell, I will send you a nice game out of my duplicates. And I've got some nice games in there right now. I even let you pick. Be, it won't be Mike Tyson's punch out. Nope. I and will, it won't no. be Super Mario 2. I will take a picture of what I have that are duplicates and before I go trade them in possibly for this Pokemon game and I will send you one. Oh, didn't I say I'd throw something in too? Yeah, you did. I'll throw something in. It's going to be some random shit, but I'll throw something in. It'll be funny. Yes. You'll, you'll giggle. Not, be, not funny like my jokes. Real credit. funny. Yeah, exactly. $25 store credit Retro to Replay. Retro Replay in Flint, Michigan. Also will be included. No crap, dude. That's worth it now. Get off your ass. Email us. <laughs> you literally have to say, buy me Bone Storm or go to hell. Yep. And you'll get all that stuff for free. Yeah, free. You just got to come to Flint to spend it. And you better watch your back. 
Do it. You'll get stabbed up real nice. Anyway. Do it. It's better than going to Saginaw. You know those dudes up there, they suck. Plus, it's further away, like, unless you're coming from Marquette or some shit. Nobody you is. guys seriously don't suck. I just wanted to say that. We love you. Um. All right. So with that, Kyle, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. You know, yeah, thanks any, for having me. Coming in, anytime. And uh, anything else you guys want to add? Um. You can find me at uh, Retro Replay in... Uh, Burton. It's uh, 4437 South Saginaw Street. We're open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. What's your Instagram? Uh, also Retro Replayed. And, and then you're also you on, on Facebook. Instagram. I'm going to have to add you right now. Facebook too, right? Yeah, Facebook's the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, okay. I don't have Facebook, so. Yeah, it's probably, you used to. You have a Snapchat like, too like that garbage. hasn't been used in six months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Good enough. Cool. I, I will let you in on a secret. Ooh. I am working on a website. Ooh. Fancy. Are you going to be selling stuff on it? I'm going to. I don't know yet. I'm. I'm looking at other game stores and trying to see which direction I want to go with. Sure, sure. But it'd be kind of cool to plug in a certain podcast on the website. And it'd be kind of yeah. cool to hyperlink it. Yeah, good. See what we can do. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, my friends, again, thank you for joining us, Jay. As always, thank you. Hey, thanks for thanks. Thanks everybody for listening. Yep. all two people. So thanks for having, thanks for Kyle for being on again. And uh, what else you got? Well, that's it for me. So if nothing else, go out there, have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other.